risk taker, businessman, sports and entertainment promoter, and passionate about making Florida the best place to live, shop, work, and play. It's time for the Joe Mullins Radio Show. Hello, Florida. This is Joe Mullins of the Live Workshop Play Show, and welcome to all our listeners across the state of Florida and across the country and actually in the world. We just recently aired in live in London for the uh, Jaguars Atlanta Falcons game and picked up so many listeners over there. It was great seeing everybody uh, come together at the game and have a great time. And uh, today's guest is no more than from Georgia. He has been on our show before and spoke about some of the most uh, incredible issues and insight that he's given us. It's uh, Congressman, former Congressman uh, Doug Collins from Georgia, U.S. Congressman. Doug, welcome to the show today. Hey, always glad to be with you, Joe. We had so many people that reached out and heard the show and listened to it and said, hey, we want to know. We, we love what he said. He's gotten some really good points put out there. But what can we do to solve, solve this crisis we're in? What can we do to come together as a functional country again? Um, and then you've got some things you're working on. Let's, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what Congressman Collins is doing today. Yeah, uh, thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think one of the biggest thing is we've talked about you know, on previous shows is is really getting back to people participating again with a realistic view of what government is and what it was made for. Our founders understood that government was there for a purpose, a limited purpose, but it, it, we've gotten it so far out of whack now in, in the sense of that government is being used so many times to do everything. And you know, we've got to get away from that. And also the fact that you simply don't get everything that you want. I've been married 35 years to what I consider the most wonderful woman in the world. And I love her dearly, but we disagree. And, you know, there are things we disagree on. That's normal. I mean, and and we've got to get ready where we actually can then find compromise and and find how we can get things to work. Things that I've been working on, continuation of things that I did in Congress. I think we've still got a justice system, a criminal justice system that needs to be fixed, mental health issues. Um, you know, how we imprison people, how we uh, restore them, get them back to society to have a very productive life, restored with their communities and not go back into a criminal lifestyle. Those are issues that I've been working on uh, for a long time. Also working with uh, America First Policy Institute here in Georgia to uh, begin to take those very common sense approaches to school choice, to uh you know, workforce development, criminal justice, uh, civil uh, rights protections to election integrity, to those things that can get uh, information to our Georgia legislature so that we can get, uh, you know, good conservative policies passed. And so I look at that. And and one of my last points, Joe, is I I do a lot of media. Um, Your folks probably have seen me on uh, Fox outnumbered and and uh, Maria Bartiromo show Newsmax all the time. And my my goal is I speak to uh Republican groups, also other groups as well. And if anybody, you know, folks, if you're listening to this, get in touch with Joe's show, they can get in touch with me. I'd love to come anywhere in the country uh, and talk to you about what it means to be a participant in a democracy in which we try to get stuff done at the end of the day, making sure that our country's getting stronger. And from a conservative perspective, making sure that we're actually participating in the process. You know, speaking about America first, uh, Let's talk a little bit about that group so people understand what it is. It was started by some former, uh, was it cabinet members or people that were involved in President Trump's uh, cabinet? 
Yes, it, uh, it was. Uh, Linda McMahon is the CEO. She is was the former Small Business Administration head. Brooke Rollins, who held domestic policy inside the White House, and then a lot of folks who came on after uh, who were in part of the, you know, the Trump administration. Other cabinet officials. Rick Perry's been involved in a great deal. You've had Chad Wolf. You've had uh, a lot of others, but Matt Whitaker, who was former interim uh, attorney general. And what it was is developed out of the previous administration to say, how do we prepare to get a Republican back in the White House? And then how do we do that with the Hill to make sure that the policies that we uh, knew were working can then get implemented in a time frame? An interesting stat here, Joe. It was, and these are rough numbers, but when Donald Trump won and came into the White House, and this is uh, sort of true with many times Republican. He signed one, I think it was one executive order on day one and had like 500 people who moved into positions across the government. By contrast, Democrats who think about government all the time, Joe Biden signed 17 executive orders on day one and had almost 1,500 people at their desk ready to go to work on day one. We've got to do a better job of making sure conservative principles are there and available for whoever is elected elected president to have on day one from a conservative perspective. When we, we talk about the American first policy and how they're pushing the policy and they're focused on the stuff uh, that really is the foundation and the core of our country, um, I, it reminds me of President Trump. His leadership, we had the lowest gas prices in history. We had the um, the lowest interest rates. We have one of the most strongest economies in the world. Uh, when I was in Europe, they talked about, oh, God, we're scared of President Trump being in office. Um, but they'll, he'll start wars with countries across the, the world. And I looked over across the street and I saw a protest going on about Ukraine. And then all of a sudden on the news an hour later, I hear about Israel being attacked. And I looked at him and I said, guys, Aren't we at war now? Aren't we going on at war now? America First policy really focuses on what President Trump, President Trump's uh, political. Uh, you know, it's sad. I don't know that he'll be remembered as a president that did all these incredible things because the media has just not given a chance like that. But he had one of the best economies in the world and in the history of America. America First policy focuses on that stuff. Is yep. there hope that we can get back to that and get away from all this chaos on both sides of the fence? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, and that's, that's, we always got to be a realistic optimist. I always like to say is realistic about where we are, but optimistic that it can get better. Um, remember, there's only been two presidents for the most part in the last 50 years that have came into office with the world and especially the liberal media and elites saying that they were going to lead us into war. Those two were Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. Reality is they were the two more peaceful presidents that we've had in living in times of peace. Why? Because they projected strength. Now, you may have disagreed with mean tweets and you may have disagreed with stuff. And, and look, I, and nobody agrees with everybody 100% of the time. And you may not have liked what Donald Trump did. But he engaged one thing that he did that I think he gets zero credit from the media right now about that. But I think history may treat him kinder about this than definitely the current. Uh, group of people. And that is he engaged leaders around the world in ways that were not the normal State Department engagement. I mean, uh, whether it be North Korea, whether it be Afghanistan, whether it be, uh, you know, some of the uh, groups and, you know, coming out in, in different countries, he was actually willing to engage in these these conversations. 
and that threw the, the normal diplomatic corps into chaos, and we see chaos. So, Doug, uh, Commissioner Dave Sullivan's joined us. You've met him before. He's Flagler County Commissioner, uh, former Navy veteran, uh, serves on several of the big committees as well. Congressman Collins, you're talking about President Trump and some of the things that he did. And we had the lowest gaps in history. We had, or we're not in history, but the lowest gaps considering right now. We have one of the best economies and we were at peace. We didn't have the Ukraine. We didn't have the Israel. And you were, you hit it on the head. When I went to Europe with the Jaguars the other week, their, their biggest thing was that they don't respect America anymore. They sit there and they think we are a waffling country. We've lost our minds. We're focused on, I even joked with a guy and said, there's a long line of wait for going into the men's bathroom. I'm just going to identify as a woman and go in the woman's. And he looked at me and said, we don't do that over here. You're <laughs> going to use the man's and we don't do that. And I was joking with him, but I looked up and said, how refreshing that is. They're focused on the things and they don't even want our American money, which shocked me. I, they would not take America, the dollar for a tip. They said it's too much trouble. And they just were worried that the value is not going to be there. And, um, uh, you know, those things being said, how do we get back? How does American first policy and how do you guys get back to focusing on what's good about this world? Well, I think by focusing on what's good about America. And I think that's, you know, understand Donald Trump always used to make this comment and it got uh, perverted. And it's, you know, it's part of the America first policy Institute name, actually. But he always said, he said, I'm going to put America first. And what the media never actually finished was is the rest of the quote, which said, he said, and he's talking about trade deals and, and dealing with the world. He said, I'm going to put American first, America's interest first. He said, because I believe that they're going to put their interests first. And he understood this from a business perspective. And everybody should do that. Nobody goes into a car dealership and buys a car and says, you know, hey, I'm going to buy a car, but I really want this car dealer to make some money today. So I'm just going to let him have whatever he wants. They don't do that. The car dealer looks after their interest. The buyer looks after their interest. And that's the way it works. That's what I think is good about, you know, putting our values first, what we believe should be out there first and protecting Americans' jobs and income and everything else. You just brought up something that's not talked about a great deal. It's getting more and more conversation. But when you have, you know, Brazil, uh, Saudi Arabia, China, Iran and others and uh, some other countries now doing deals in for oil and something other than the dollar, um, then you're starting to, to – really uh, put yourself on a perilous position from a United States standpoint, because we, the dollar has been the standard across the world. And when you really get into the part where you're taking that away, that's something that is, should be very concerning for all Americans. Uh, and right now we, you know, we have an administration that doesn't seem to care about that. In fact, we've cut off our own energy supply and we're begging from Iran and Venezuela and others for oil. And we're just encouraging the devaluation of our own money. Um, but also, it also shows as well, when you put America first, talking about our open border situation, much of the problems in Europe right now can be associated to mass migration that have been accepted from uh, North Africa and other places. And you see the uh, crime rates, you see uh, the uh, just a lot of chaos and turmoil in places like France and in Britain and in uh, Sweden and other in Germany and other places based on the fact that when you just let everyone in with no control on who's coming or not, you're going to have issues. And I think that's what America may be setting itself up for as well. 
Commissioner Sullivan, you just came in. We've, we've got joining us uh, Flagler County Commissioner Dave Sullivan. Uh, Dave, how do these things, you know, people tend to say these are national issues. We don't worry about them on a county. We're not, we don't care about them. How do these things impact counties and why are they so important? Well, just as I'm sitting here, and uh, thanks, Joe, for uh, introducing me, um, the, I, I think it gets back to uh, just real basic things. Education, number one. I just saw statistics in the last week where when you look at what do you have pride in the United States of America, and, and they asked people my age, older people, you know, uh, people, you know, 60 and over, and they said, of course, you know, we have pride in the United States. They asked the uh, generation 18 to 30-year-olds, and what had been like 80%, say 10 years ago, it's down to in the 30s, 30% are unwilling to say they take pride in the United States. So I, I think it goes back to education, the way we're brought up, and that's back to the local level. If we're not educating people correctly at the local level, the school level, and as they get into the job world, uh, you see what happens. We, we have chaos, and uh, we have to be extremely careful right now. I hope the congressman agrees with me that, that if we don't, do it at the beginning. As kids grow up, uh, we can we can really be in trouble. I mean, I mean, there's all kinds of other things. What are they learning in college? What are what the rest of the world? The immigration problems, inflation. I mean, you name it. Uh, COVID and the fact that people stop working and they don't like the fact. Hey, I'm going to have to get up at uh, six thirty and seven o'clock in the morning to get to work at at eight o'clock. Just basic stuff like that. We're losing that, and so I think. I think that's where we're at the local level. We have to make sure that, so whether it's the city council, state, federal, wherever, that, that work is still the right thing to do and people have to acknowledge that. But it really comes down to basic, basic education and understanding of what our country is all about. Yeah, I mean, I agree completely with what he said. I mean, it's it's it, we've gotten away from where work is not a, a respected thing. Work is something. Look, you take work away from uh, a person, you take a purpose away from a person, um, you take meaning from their life. And I think that's a, it's as, as much of a, a statement on who we are. And you've got to get back to the fact that any work is valuable. And I don't care if you're, if you're working on the side of the road, you're digging a ditch, you're picking up garbage, or you're operating on someone's brain. All of it is work. All of it is valuable. All of it is honorable in, in God's sight. And I believe that as we look at that, that gives you worth into who you are because we were not made to do uh, nothing. We were made to work. And um, and that's as accessible. I've said this many times over my years in office, in state and, and federal office, that the hardest jobs and the ones that I was never, you know, cut out for it, it was, but yet are the most valuable are the state school boards, the state, the local school boards, the local county commissions, the local city councils. Um, you know, because you're there doing what is is the most basic of democracy. It is. As we sort of said, you know, I think, Joe, we've talked on other shows, this is where, you know, the rubber meets the road. Nobody cares if you're a Democrat or Republican picking up your trash. They want to know, are you going to get the trash picked up? They want to know, are the roads going to be paved? Are we going to have a safe community? Are we going to have uh, schools that have the uh, ability to teach values and teach the proper uh, things for our kids so that they can go into a workforce? Uh, that's why that for folks out there, and if you're listening to me and you've always said, I want to run for Congress. Well, how about running for your school board? How about running for your county commission first? How about running for a, a local 
uh, a position in, in your local government or even for a state government. We have too many people today that and it goes back to what the, the commissioner said. And I'm going to take it a different level. You know, the work is demeaned. Well, also all political positions, anything that if you, so many people now just jump straight to running for Senate, running for Congress, running for everything else, running for president with no background in how to govern in a legislative process or in a, an administrative process, um, because we think outsiders is the only way to do this. Very few people can do that. I think it is important to emphasize that if you're wanting to get involved in your communities, do so on this local level. I mean, you're controlling hundreds of millions of dollars of budgets. You're controlling how the the real fabric of your life exists. Your congressman rarely does things that physically would touch your life on an everyday basis every year. Your county commission can do it every month. And that's yeah. something that needs to be thought of. Yeah, Doug, uh, absolutely. And what bothers me is that it's nice it's nice that, that kids take political science in college and then become staffers in Washington. I've been through all this, and, and but that's not enough. We don't we don't want them to then run the country. It'd be nice to, in my case. You know, I did twenty eight years active duty in the Navy, and then I worked for a large corporation, and then you get involved and, and try to do something. I'm not saying you have to do that, but but we want people running the government, especially at the local level, that have some background at doing something and accomplishing something in their lives where they've been successful. And then they can bring that knowledge, and we want diversity. We want people who have been in the military. We want people who have been in business. We want, you know, that's the whole gamut, uh, people who help, medical profession. And uh, that's what makes our government strong, and, and, and the people who are making the decisions then understand, have a good understanding of what, what they're doing and how it impacts people. Oh, I agree. I agree completely. Congressman Collins, in how can our listeners and uh, people support uh, what I love about American First Policy and what you're doing is you're ignoring all this chaos, which I say that chaos is what's going to cause this country to fall. It's going to cause this country to struggle. And um, I tell our listeners every day, wake up. Rome never would have thought they would be what they are today. Russia never would have thought it would be broken apart like it is. And Russia was is bigger, bigger than America at one time. And we are in danger with so much division over issues that we're not going to solve uh, that really, in my, my, my uh, beliefs, you leave those up to God. God handles those things. But we have put so much on government and leaders to help us decide to think to act, to move. And that's not what America's built about. But what I love about American First Policy and what you're doing is y'all are ignoring all that chaos and y'all are focused on the core things. Uh, how can our listeners get involved and how can they make a difference? Well, there's that's a great question. I mean, America First Policy Institute has a Florida chapter they have, and now we're building the Georgia chapter. There's, there's ways to go online. Go up to AFPI.org and you can look it up. Just Google it however you need to. And look at the areas that we're in. And, and there may be areas that, you know, you're, uh, you know, you want to become involved with, become a member, become, you know, help financially or just be there using those talking points, using the stuff, the good research that's been put out to talk to your local legislators, uh, your state legislators, your federal legislators on. Um, the main thing is to get involved and then yeah. say, look, these these are bigger policy. We got to get back to the policy driven agendas that help all Americans, not just part of Americans. One, I was listening to what you were saying. Um, 
And and one of the things that we got to realize here is that we become a nation of trying to develop the the small group to the detriment not of the majority but to of everything else in which we have so many small group. I, I believe this way, so our group needs to be protected. Our group believes this way, we need to be protected. Our group believes this, and that we're we're become an amalgam of a non-unity. You know, the old uh, motto of the world of our country is "out of many, one." You know, I, I, you know, is what we come from. E pluribus unum. Well, what we've sort of turned that on is out of many, altogether many, and you know, not one. And so, I think that's your bigger focus. Was said earlier by the you know by Commissioner Dan is 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 look at this thing where you know America again it's amazing to me the only people who consistently accept terrorists who hate us who consistently hate you know the many of the policies are going record is saying we don't like America policy or Americans everybody else in the world wants to come here I mean we don't I mean it, they want to emulate what we do because they see the freedom they see the hope they see the the possibilities that they don't see in their own countries. When will Americans wake up and realize you've been given a gift? It's time to start looking out for all of us who are born here and being good stewards of this gift of freedom that we've been given. I'm tired of people saying how bad we are without ever acknowledging the good that we have done. We're a country that has had 200 plus years, almost 50 years of doing things that have always, when we mess up, we move forward. We admit it, we move forward. We may not admit it to the liking of some, but we move forward. This is where we've got to get back into. Otherwise, we're going to become a nation of, of small groups instead of a nation under, you know, basically on in one uh, that has given us our strength for over 250 years. Well, it's so true. And you look at California and what's going on there. People are fleeing from that state. The state's becoming more financially dependent on the states that are doing it right. They're draining those states. And it's just a matter of time before Florida stands up and says, hey, we don't want to send any more money for y'all to do it the way you're doing it. Um, it's all fun and games until it starts costing you money and still until it starts impacting your families. I don't even want to go to California. You know, I do a lot of events. And when I go out to California, the, the public safety, those police officers just look up and go, man, we, we want to do our job. We want to help you. We want to keep your people safe. But we have to judge the level of crime and uh, we can't respond or do anything to a certain amount. And then with the drugs sitting there and you seeing people on street corners doing drugs, they go, you know, why can't you do something? And they go, because our elected officials, our county and city and state elected officials don't support it. So we see that happening. And Commissioner Sullivan, that's something so important because Flagler we're in a bubble here, but at the end of the day, that bubble can bust and some things can change. And there are people here that would love to see us open up and help more with drugs, be open, uh, you know, a drug safe community, uh, which we all agree that it's not the solution. But those things are important. How important it is for the federal level and the local level to work together? Absolutely. You know, we say at the at the local level, it's where the rubber meets the road. A lot of the the money and all that eventually actually gets spent down at the local level. But it's absolutely critical that uh, that we hold this thing together. As I was saying before about uh, about uh, our our population as it grows, it has to retain that same spirit that we had uh, becoming a country and becoming the most important country in the world and the fairest country and the best country. 
the most uh, God-fearing country in the world. We, we, if we lose that, and that starts at the local level, we, we, we're going to lose. Uh, we're going to lose it. So, uh, Doug, uh, I, I appreciate you, and uh, keep going. We need guys like you to keep uh, making decisions for us. I appreciate it. Yeah, and, and for y'all on the local level. Keep that fight up because that's where that's that's the bottom line. When people see it work, they see it work typically on their local level, and that's what they need to see. Congressman Collins, I want to thank you for joining us, and it's always great to have you on. We we'd love you anytime. Again, if the listeners want to reach out and support and focus on what the core things are in America, the American First uh, policy, how do they get involved? They need to go to AFPI.org is the best way to look up America First Policy Institute online. Um, and there's several there. We're working on getting states uh, organized right now is something that they can uh, be a part of in their state, but also, you know, being uh, supportive of, of the organization going on. And that's where I would I would send them to right now. Congressman Collins, I want to thank you for joining us and have a great weekend. And remember, Florida, live, work, shop, play. Let's keep our country our states and our counties, the strongest in the world. Let's have a great weekend and enjoy this beautiful place that God has given us. Have a great day.